Is that a Kalgoorlie? I don't know. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I've been to Perth a few times, but I've never driven that drive. Yeah. Amazing. Just absolutely amazing. That is a wonderful story. I remember the time. Uh, anyway, let's get moving with the show. All right. Because we got a lot to do. A lot of a lot of cover. Did you guys happen to see the the logo, the new logo mm -hmm. that I created? Yes, More than impressive. Good, it's a woman riding a bicycle, reading a magazine. It's a stationary bicycle and uh, the current event show. So welcome everybody to our current event show. 156 uh, under our belt abs of today, which is um, May 17th, uh, 2023. And uh, just remember everything that you hear today is an opinion. So, um, hey, I am your humble host, Jan Landy. Welcome everybody. I hope you're all having a great week. And uh, so I'm all excited about hearing your opinions. So let's get moving with our opinions. You know, hey, there you have it. So well, Dan, your who's screen got something is to say? Black. Your say again? screen is black to us. That's good. That's good. That's a good thing. Uh, that's, that's a, that's a go. good thing. There we are. Now I'm back in living color, just like our logo. What do you think of the logo? Do you really want my opinion? Sure. Otherwise, why would no, you be no, on an opinion good. show? It's good, but I was going to ask you, <laughs> did, uh, did uh, you have Dali create that for you? That is, I think I used Leonardo, but it might have been Dali. Oh. <laughs> but uh, Leonardo.ai, I believe. I, I'm not really sure, but let's say Dali. Let's go with it. And then yeah. I use Canva as well to to uh, put the, put the uh, typeface into it, which yeah, is pretty nice. cool. It's nice. Yeah. I mean, because the reason, you know, today we're going to be talking, okay, so the, the woman figure in it is Beyonce. The bike she's on is Peloton. Uh, the magazine she's reading is Sports Illustrated. And, um, oh, you know, Lord. the power she's creating from it is nuclear fusion. So uh, that's, and those are the stories we're going to cover today. You know, if she was only listening to music, I would have had her with a headset on, you know, there how, you go. How clever, how clever. Yeah, well, you know what the hell. So Martha Stewart, check this out. Martha Stewart, that jailbird, you know, I guess she's out of jail now and she's flourishing one more time. Um, she lands the historic spot of being the swimsuit model on Sports Illustrated this this month. What is the world going to? Where are we coming from? Hey, I tell you what, it, uh, they're nice photos. You know, for somebody being 81 years old, hell yeah, go girl. Yeah, I hear she might be running for president too. Uh, you never yeah. know. Um, you know, at 81, she's just in a prime of her life. That's all I could say, you know. Uh, <laughs> by the way, if you guys are looking for a new job, uh, for whatever it is, just want to let, and you feel like moving to Las Vegas, the director of VIP services is the Fountain Blue is uh, now open for, they're taking employments. Uh, 38 applicants have applied. It pays 90,000 to 130, uh, 100, blah, blah, blah. It pays 90 to 130,000. It's a full-time job and it would be the director of VIP services for the Fountain Blue Las Vegas. That was in LinkedIn. And another thing that I thought was really cool is a job that on LinkedIn was the director of show site operations for the Freeman Company uh, in Las Vegas. And that there's only 19 applicants for that. That might be a good job for you, Greg. Really? I mean, you know uh, Freeman, right? No, I don't. That's what I was just going to ask. Well, Freeman is, uh, they, they have uh, the lock on the hotel uh, AV services. Oh, okay. So if okay. you're renting a projector, or you're renting a screen, or you're renting a microphone from a hotel, chances are it's Freeman that you're renting it from. You know, okay. if you do something in the convention center, that's usually Freeman, a Freeman rental as well. So they have that, that market locked up here in Las Vegas. At least they used to. Didn't we have a, a, a member? He hasn't been on in a while that used to, used to do that. Uh, what, what was his name? um Cablo or 
Oh, Mike yeah. Brown. Well, he did something like that. Um, he did more of installs, and he mm. did the install into the into the into the venues rather than rent them gear. But he didn't rent them gear. I mean, look, anybody who's got gear would rent to the hotels in a heartbeat because uh, right. the hotels have a lot of need for gear. So I have quite a few friends in Las Vegas that have made a good living over the years doing exactly that. You know, so. Beyonce's going back on the road. Playing what do we have to say about that? Seven, you know, after seven years, she's returning to solo touring, and I hear there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of flat going on around that. Anybody hear anything about that? No, I. Whoa, I what kind of flat? Uh, Roberta Flack, I think. No, um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I I had heard that it was. Um, I heard that they, that people were disappointed or something. They couldn't get enough tickets. I, I'm not really sure. You know, it's an opinion show, not a news fact show here. So, uh, you know. Oh, yeah, okay. she's, playing, um, she's playing Raymond James Stadium for, she's doing it four nights because it, she wants to one-up uh, Taylor Swift. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah, it will. I mean, it's going to be a great show. Uh, the money that she has available for production is is off the hook, and she, you know, and she wants to she wants to impress uh, her audiences. I mean, the 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 amount of money and technology that are going into the into the into the tours. I think what it is is that she's going to be using robots on the stage. Oh, I I found an article uh, that a lot of people were criticizing her in her three hour set because she didn't do a lot of dancing and they used to see in uh beyonce dance in her shows right by the way speaking of people in that ilk did you see the movie with um j-lo in it uh, um, the mother the mother is i couldn't believe the shape that that woman has got herself into i mean she was amazing in that movie it was i think it's on amazon Right now, did you see it? Anybody see it other than Tina and I? I haven't seen it. I heard. I've seen it on a Netflix. Oh, Netflix. Okay, yeah. I recommend it highly. And another show that people are talking about really big is the uh, Michael Jordan Air, Air on Amazon. I hear that. Oh, I watched it finally. It was great. Yeah, I hear it's really, really phenomenal. Good. Yeah. I mean, the cast is pretty impressive. Viola Davis, uh, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck. Um, you know, I wonder. Ludacris is, uh, is in there, I think, too. Uh, no, I didn't see Ludacris. I just seen Chris Tucker and uh, oh, Marlon Chris Wayans. Tucker. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Chris Tucker. Tucker. That's ludicrous of you thinking that it's ludicrous. Yeah, Unbelievable. Okay. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, but uh, now you've yeah. now you've now you've destroyed my train of thought where I was going. <laughs> that's my job. Yeah, but yep, I, you did I really good. enjoyed you did that. Good. You, could, you did good. You know, now it's my job to remember what I was talking about, you know, because, you know, I, I remember I remember my mother used to say when I, oh, I forgot what I was saying. She said, well, and it couldn't have been that important. Oh, yeah. and then I said, oh, yeah, I remember the house is on fire. You know, that was it. You know, you're right. It wasn't that important, you know. Uh, but uh, anyway, um, the uh, Air Jordan, Viola Davis, but it, it's pretty pretty impressive that these guys are friends. You know, uh, the uh, when I talk about Ben Affleck and uh, and uh, Matt Damon, how many yeah. great movies they've made, and uh, you know, a few bombs too as well. But it, it's an interesting it's an interesting friendship, and they do great work. You know, mm -hmm. but I was wondering if you know if Ben Affleck is really pissed at that insurance company Affleck. You know, oh. and how much he's how you know. I mean, how much how much rubbing he must take. Affleck, you know what? You know, come on, there, get in here, Affleck. You know, there's new uh, uh, Dunkin' Donuts commercials out right now where you know uh, Ben Affleck is you know going to be there and and work for them, I guess, one day. And then they they don't recognize him. They say, "Oh, you're Matt Damon." Oh yeah, yeah. We liked you in this movie and that movie. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I saw something like a lot of people get confused with a lot of stars. And I can understand that, you know, like, uh, you know, they were asking uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, who he gets confused for. And he gets confused for Matt Damon and Matt Damon gets confused for for uh, George Clooney. And, you know, it, it's, it's and he also gets confused for Leonardo DiCaprio. So it's, uh, you know, you know, if you're not friends with people and you see, you know, a celebrity in the street. You, you, it's easy to get him confused because you're not, you know, you just watch him in the movies, you know, and that's it, right. you know. It's, it seems to me almost amazing to me how much money actors will make once they hit a certain level of, of success for a movie, you know. Um, there was a story recently about Jim Carrey that he, when he was doing the, what was the movie he was doing? Ace Ventura. And he got, they got an Ace Ventura for a song and a dance, like basically nothing. And they felt that was going to be a bomb of a movie. And then he was doing the next movie. I think the movie was Mask. And they all, they wanted to pay. Oh, no, it was Dumb and Dumber. That was what it was. Oh, okay. he, they were going to do Dumb and Dumber. And, and, the, and they offered him only $500,000 to do Dumb and Dumber because the, they thought that Ace Ventura wasn't going to be a big movie. But... The, he kept holding out and Ace Ventura started doing bigger and bigger and bigger and ended up, I believe he got 7 million <laughs> for doing Dumb and Dumber, you know, and of course, yeah, he, he doesn't do iconic. Anymore. He said, you know, he, he was quoted as saying, I've, I've got enough. I don't need to do them anymore. I'm fine. You know, yeah. leave it for somebody else to do it. You know, so. yeah, he doesn't do much work anymore. Anyway. So if you had a Peloton bike, Two million of them are being recalled. I mean, a lot of things are being called. Tesla's being recalled as well. If you have a Tesla right now, um, they're, they're being recalled. A huge amount of Teslas are being recalled. But Peloton is recalling two million bikes because of a safety habit caused by uh, adjustable seats that could break uh, during, I mean, I can't imagine what that must be like to be on a stationary bike uh and you're 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 locked into the you're locked into the to the pedals with your feet and then the seat breaks uh that's really got to be a painful experience yeah talk about talk about breaking your ankles yeah i mean that could be you know i that's one of the things that always scare me when i when i when i used to ride a bike a lot and i would use the cleats to uh lock myself in is that the correct word cleats well, for guess, lack of yeah. a better word, why not? Yeah. Why not? You know, why not use them? You know, I think uh, they, they're, they're called clips, I think, actually. Well, Same there you thing. go. Yeah. Same thing, cleats, clips, you know, hey, what's, 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 what's your foot, 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 foot wear amongst friends? You know, that's it. You know, just, you know, keep, keep it clean here. Keep it clean. Um, keeping it clean. I want to talk about a controversial story right now. You guys, uh, now, Wayne, do you have public television there? In uh, other words, in other words, uh, the government, well, it's not government supported, it's listener supported, and government does give them grants. Oh, to like do, PBS? Like, exactly, yeah. like PBS here, Public Broadcasting Network here <laughs> in the United States. Do you have something like I, that? I think ABC is that. ABC, and is um, SBS government funded in any way? We have SBS here. Well, we don't have that, you know, our TV stations are completely different than your different. TV stations. Yeah, so definitely ABC. That's that's pr pretty much. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the main stand, That's the main channel there, right? Uh, no, I don't know. Well, we have Channel 9, Channel 10, mm -hmm. Channel 7, and then ABC, and then SBS, and then smaller ones, I think, but they're all sort of. Uh, so the, the others are private, as far as I know. Uh, yes, you don't have a public broadcasting network, whereas they, they do, you know, in-depth stories and there's no advertisements. ABC is that. Okay, really good. Well, we. what about you in uh, Florida, Greg? Do you have public broadcasting in Florida? Oh, Has yeah. that been banned yet? No, no. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, with the, you know, who knows? I mean, uh uh, the governor here is going out and wants to ban Mickey Mouse, so maybe he'll ban PBS as well, you know. Well, listen um, to this. The, Re the Republican governor of Oklahoma, Kevin Stitt, 
is his name, recently vetoed a bill that would have renewed the license and provided millions of funding for the Oklahoma Educational Television Authority, the statewide PBS network that reaches more than 650,000 viewers a week. Stitt took issue with what he alleged was LQBTQ inclusive programming on the station, claiming to Fox News that it amounted to the indoctrination and oversexualization of our children. I mean, and that to me is is outrageous. Public broadcasting that you would pull it off the air. I mean, that is just that's sacrilegious in my mind. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't want to go there. Um especially because I live in Florida. Me too. I don't want to go to Oklahoma either. If I don't have to, I won't. You're right. You couldn't ban uh, Mickey Mouse, could you? Well, he's trying. Well, well, there's a big thing right now. And, you know, this is not a political show yet. We're going to wait till next year uh, when the election here is in the United States. Uh, Then we'll get political if we have to. But the reality is, is that, you know, uh, for those people that are are watching from foreign lands, uh, the presidential race here in the United States is heating up. And the governor of Florida, where Greg lives, is uh, planning on running for president. And so he's doing a lot of things to either indoctrinate his base or alienate his base, whatever, whatever, whatever it seems to work. But one of the things, you know, you don't start a fight with Mickey Mouse and uh, and it's it's, you know, so many people love Mickey Mouse. But as I said in a couple of weeks ago, that one of the things that the governor of Florida has recommended is to build the present uh, a prison, an actual prison uh, right outside of Disneyland. Now, why and he would do that? also toll roads on the way to Disneyland. I mean, it's it's so silly. I mean, Disney is the largest employer in the state of Florida, and they're the largest taxpayer in the state of Florida. So, why do that? It's mm. it's silly. You know? Yeah, it, it doesn't make any sense to me as well. But one of the things yeah, that he's really now fighting with is this guy named Bob Iger. Yeah. And Bob Iger, not he doesn't mess around. Yeah, he doesn't mess around. He's he's chairman of the board, CEO of Disney. He was the one who made Disney. He put Disney on the map the way it is today uh, with the, with everything that they've done and created. Bob Iger is responsible for the success and fortunes of the later day Disneyland, which we're seeing right now. But my thought process is, is when you're as rich as Bob Iger and as powerful, all of your friends are rich and powerful as well. And I'm sure that Bob Iger's friends are political donors. And it would just seem that all he has to do is make a few phone calls and say, hey, Charlie, you can't yeah. give him money. You know, he's fighting with me. You got to help me out here. And, you know, it would just just seem, you know, insane that yeah. somebody would go against Disneyland. But anyway. Yeah, but look at the alternative, though. Yeah, well, let's not go there, though. Yeah, okay. We'll wait till next year for that. Well, speaking of fraud, let's talk about it, you know. Um, Last year, consumers reported nearly 2.4 million fraud complaints. Imposter scams topped the list, followed by telephone scams and online shopping frauds. And it's amazing to me how many times I get a call in in a day, much less a week, where people are trying to scam me and where it's especially prevalent right now is people calling you from customer service from banks the irs um you know that what they're trying to do is identify seniors that really can't think clearly any longer and try to bamboozle them out of their money you know has anybody seen anything like that other than me oh yeah there's a lot of that going on here in florida especially people uh uh impersonating the social security service administration wayne what about you down in australia you seen anything like that well not personally but it's it's definitely going on there's no doubt about that i mean (laughs) even myself i i struggle to follow what they do sometimes in in the uh in the advertising and it just and the emails i get are unreal Uh, Yeah, just the other day, somebody tried to scam me by sending me $15 for some coffee. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) 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 
And they used your name, Wayne. Yeah, Unbelievable. <laughs> As long as it was tasty. Yeah. <laughs> it cost me five bucks today. <laughs> Must have been a Starbucks gift card then. Ah. Well, anyway, you get, you get three of them. <laughs> anyway, listen, so one of the things I wanted to mention, and I didn't know this place existed, so we'll share this with you. It's called the Identity Theft Resource Center. And you might think that it will, uh, you know, it will, it will teach you how to uh, steal your identity, but actually it helps you. Uh, if you think you've been a victim of identity theft, you can contact the Identity Theft Resource Center uh, toll free at no cost. Uh, and I'm going to give it as a public service announcement. I'll give their phone number 888-400-5530. And um, it's a nonprofit. It's established, it's established to minimize risk and mitigate the impact of identity compromise. Uh, their website is idtheftcenter.org. And I really highly recommend that if you've been, um, you know, if you've been uh, thinking about identity theft, you call them first before you uh, go that route. You know, it's not a good thing. I mean, there's some, you know, this black market, the black, the black web, you know, the dark web, uh, you know, I'm I'm monitoring my activities uh, that are taking place illegally on the dark web where they're trying to steal your identity because every major company's had a breach right now, including the credit unions uh, that monitor your credit like Equifax, I believe, and T-Mobile had a breach. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, they go after the big companies to these these I mean, it's found money for them if they can they can tap into scamming you it's you know they only have to do you know it does it costs them so little they only have to do one they only have to get one sucker or one misfortunate soul and they make their they make their monthly pay so now check this out today americans receive up to 150 million robocalls per month from scammers impersonating amazon employees can you believe that 150 million robocalls from scammers impersonating amazon employees this is from aura um, and the victims are losing 27 million dollars in 2021 alone and so the seven latest amazon score uh we'll put we'll throw a link so basically there are seven seven ways they get you to scam you out of your amazon account and order stuff for them or whatever i don't understand how anybody would do that but i yeah, guess i was about to ask how because you should know if you ordered something you, you you never get a call from them you can't even get them when you when you want to call them so i don't understand why they think they would just call them out the blue for something it's like the same it's all the same thing you get uh, you get somebody to call you say hey this is microsoft we that you know we've determined that your computer is infected and great um, let me have your name and number and the number i can call you back at to verify mm -hmm. yeah. have you had the one where you're going to be arrested if oh yeah on the way yeah uh, excellent i'll see you at my front door with your with your uh, subpoena thank you Yes, mine was the mine was the tax department. They ring up you. You're in trouble with the uh, federal tax, and and if you don't pay this bill, you will be arrested. Well, thank you. I live in Nevada. We I don't pay federal taxes oh, or state yeah. taxes. I don't know. You yeah. know, I mean, I just I just I just wouldn't. They don't even call you and do that. You know, they send you a letter. You know. <laughs> the other one that I've got, and I've had several times a few years ago, was um, uh, fundraising. Uh, people and it Excellent. sounds real genuine Absolutely. yeah what is your website and and mm -hmm. i always say like i only ever do i won't do um if it's a, a genuine one i always only do pa box uh supply of the um information then i do a b pay so i've got a whole track of it and i can check it all out but you know if you were a, if you got ten dollars off a million people that's a lot yeah. of money yeah but mm -hmm. i just don't understand why these people just automatically just fall for it it's like if you don't know your business you, you should know your own business to know if you've done something or you know or or know you know know what you've done and didn't do like i already know if i've ordered something from amazon like i said it's hard to reach them i just don't i never get a call from them i can't even reach them half the time so 
unless I'm sitting on the phone for two hours. So you're just going to call me out the blue and tell me that something is wrong with my account? Yeah, right. Yeah. So there's a, there's, there's oh, sorry, somebody Greg. on, uh, I forget, I forget, uh, uh, I'll send it to you, Jan, the, the, the link to this guy. What he does is he scams the scammer. Uh, and he does, and he does these YouTube videos on it. And it's great. He, you know, he pretends he's an old lady and everything like this. And meanwhile, while he's got the person on the phone, he's hacking their computers. And you know, he hacks into their computers and then deletes all their files and, um, you know, gets all their information. And then, then, you know, he shares a screen with them saying, hey, is this you? Oh, that's a nice looking car. You know, and most of the time they're in India, but I'll send you the link. Uh, you know, I have it saved on my YouTube uh, favorites. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to, I'm hoping to get a dyslexic scammer to call me and send me money. Uh, that's what I'm hoping yeah. for. But, uh, we'll so, see if that happens. Thanks, Wayne. <laughs> if I may ask a question um, about Amazon while we're talking about Amazon, are all the things that they sell, are they all genuine? All the. So if you put in a product and it comes up Amazon and it's got the price and it's got the ad and the whole deal. Are they? Um, are they? Are there any dodgy ones in that? Yeah, of course. <laughs> you got to read. You got to do your you, due diligence, like Jan yeah. said. Yeah, the, the thing about Amazon, though, the, the thing about Amazon is that Amazon used to stand behind everything they sold. So if you bought something, and all the money does go through Amazon. So if you buy something from Amazon, make sure that you go through the the legitimate website, Amazon.com. And then you pay the but what they're doing now is that their return policy was pretty much no questions asked. Now they're asking questions about return, and they're not refunding the full amount. At least that's what they're that's what they're saying that they're going to be doing. I don't know if they put that into effect yet. But I know that that's where they're headed right now. Yeah, it's just that I was looking at a, um, uh, a sale yesterday, 70% uh, off a product. Um, and I just couldn't believe that they would be selling that at that price. Well, the reason why they could be selling that at 70% off would be that they have an abundance of them, or it is a discontinued item that they need to get rid of because they've made a replacement. Like you'll see a lot of sales, for example, on power supplies. Uh, power supplies, you know, that you plug in like uh, the because the technology on on what do they call it with the, the portable power supplies that you carry battery packs, mm. um, you know, uh, so you'll see that the technology is is greatly enhanced all the time. They, they they're now at NICAD where it will fast twice as twice as fast to charge twice as fast. So uh, the older models they have to get rid of because they're not as efficient and as effective. So they will discount them greatly. So you have to be careful about that, um, that you, in order to save some money, you're actually getting an inferior product that's no longer applicable in the world. So uh, this, be careful this, about that. Sorry, Jan, this one was a console, a rack and a 150 foot Ethernet cable, Cat5. And, and they're all current and I'm going, I wouldn't even, I, I wouldn't enter enter it because it's just too cheap. I just couldn't imagine that um, that being real. But that's why I was asking the question because it, now it, if it's it, on Amazon, you could pretty if it's on Amazon.com, you could pretty much rest assured that it's going to be what it says. However, it might not be what you need, and Amazon does have a return policy. It may not policy. be in good quality. The quality yeah. of it might not be good, but it will be what it says. It just might have other areas that you're unknown in. So there's no copy. I probably shouldn't say while recording, but there's no copies of the Midas, small Midas consoles and racks. There might be counterfeit ones out there. I mean, oh, uh, well, from Australia, Amazon I have no idea what, what the rules and actually, regulations. Amazon yeah. actually sells Midas. That's, their, that's, that's actually Midas does uh, sell through, through Amazon. Well, there's an so, unreal deal going for M32s at the moment. Really? That, I, that I do know. Amazon is one of their distribution hubs. 
for Midas when they changed everything after COVID. Well, one of the things you have to be very careful of is that there is a, there is such a thing as MAP, you know, ma um, manufactured advertised price. Um, and I believe that's what it stands for. Um, minimum advertised price, possibly. Uh, MSRP, manufactured suggested retail price. So it's MAP, um, as like I said, the latter. Uh, and they can't go below that. So if you, if, if, look, here's the rule of thumb. Anything that's too good to be true usually is. It usually is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that's what I think but is the that. One thing, the one thing, uh, Wayne, uh, M32s are, you know, they're end of life now. Okay. With, uh, with Midas. So, oh, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, you see, not... there it is. End of life. So because it's end of life, that's why they're discounting because they got a new product that's replacing it. I mean, yeah, it, that's it, the HD 96 is, a, is a, the latest model now. That's an all digital console. Yes, that's quite expensive. That's 60 grand or something or other. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that's not in the, um, in the, in the, in the M32 category, but is it? No, but they're deleting no. The, they're deleting the M32 shortly. The, um, anyway, well, I was just interested because I was looking them up and I'm going, wow. Because yeah. I mean, it's American. And just, just look at the seller. That's all. Because normally it'll be Amazon.com. It comes direct from their warehouse if it's from. Yeah, well, I'll have we, to check it. Um, Amazon will have it. It'll say up for, direct from Amazon.com, which means they, they have a crate there um, with, with the items direct shipped to them. Or it could be like um, with the other company, ADL Gear, or um, certain legitimate um, online websites that sell them through there too. Yeah. The M30 is a good console, Wayne. It really yeah. is. It's a that's shame, all, you know. It all looks good. It all looks genuine, but I just was surprised at the um, the package price. Well, that is a good price. That might be a special for Australia for your marketplace. I can uh, you know, afford one, Jen. You know, there you go. You could become the you could become the Midas King of <laughs> of Walla Walla. There you go. I wanted to buy an XL XL two hundred was my favorite Midas because there you go in the early 90s but i could never afford one <laughs> yeah. just... and now no, you can so unbelievable now oh, you can okay. i can't afford one now either <laughs> oh my god save your money stop giving it away for coffee that's all i could say stop giving <laughs> no, that money that, away that was worth every bit of shouting is a coffee absolutely it's your birthday. Yeah, that's really good. Well, you know, there's a there's there's a rise of bromances going on, you know, men to men relationships, you know, just friendship right now because of what's happened with COVID, you know, and the way it the way it is. But there's an article in the New York Times. Uh, I, well, actually, no, it's not in the New York Times. This is just some uh, this is a studiesfind.org story that I came across. The rise of bromance, young man engaging in close friendship, expressing feelings like never Ever before, but the, these are, n this is just, uh, you know, legitimate, you know, m no sexual activity kind of thing. It's just more like, you know, men are being friends. I don't understand that. I've had my best friends from when I was a kid, you know, in New York, when I grew up, there were, they used, you know, New York, there were 14 million people living in, living in the city. And I remember hearing a long time ago that if you think you're special, you think you're one in a million, just remember there are 14 more of you living next door, you know? Uh, that's how I used to hear it about New York. So I learned a lot of humility and humble, you know, to be humble uh, when I was younger, not. Uh, anyway, but I had like, you know, I don't know, maybe 10 friends that I would hang out with all the time. And uh, I, you know, there was nothing sexual going on. We were just learning who we were at the time, and we were all becoming the people that we are today. And it was a wonderful friendship, and I still have many of those friends today. Um, but one sad, mo one sad moment in time is one of our friends did pass away this week. And uh, Mark... Oh, wow. May you rest in peace. He wasn't, I wasn't very close with him as, because I moved away from New York and, you know, the, the development of the friendships of the group continued even without me being there. But my friend Lonnie, Jack, Howie, uh, those, th those three guys, Kenny, Barry, you know, those are guys that just come right off the top of my head that I was good friends with when I was just growing up. You know, I have one friend, uh, uh, that wasn't, I was never really that close with, but I knew him 
um, Richard. And uh, basically, you know, we've all grown up. And the thing about these friendships is you can't replace them because everybody knew everybody before they were the people that we are today. And you can't replace that. There's no way to replace that because they knew who I was before I knew who I was. You guys have friends like that? Yeah. Oh, I yes, I think that you, um, uh, like, when you think back even to your school days, there's always a group of people that you enjoy being around. And even if you don't connect uh, over a long period of time, you still remain, it's just something that you just do. You just, if you if you were friends when you're in school until you're 20, they're always friends, I think. The, um, I've only just reconnected with uh, a friend of mine in the last three or four years that I was very good friends with here in, in Wagga and he, he lives, he went to Western Australia, Perth, and 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 um, became a geologist uh, and uh, worked for oil companies. And now he's sort of semi-retired or retired, and we've been chatting away. And it's like the last 35 years didn't even exist. You know, it's just, it's bizarre. The, um, but I think everyone, I think everyone does that. and Because we all change a little bit, but we don't. Do you think as you get older? I think that we can change the way we think, mm -hmm. but our basic instincts go back to when we first developed our personalities. Like for example, your smile is still the smile that you had when you were a kid. And that's, you know, recognizable. Maybe your eyes, your facial structure, your hair is a little, you know, lighter in color or thinner, but your smile seems to maintain throughout the years. You know, the, um, anyway, that's my thoughts on, uh, I've got quite a few uh, good friends that, that I've known since I was, um, and I'm not, I'm not really a good people person to be quite honest, but, uh, but uh, I just chat away and do me thing. Well, do you think they feel that way about you? That's the question. Well, <laughs> I never really know. Do you? <laughs> I think you do to some extent. You do. <laughs> uh, that could be a good outtake for a short. I think I might use that, Wayne. Mm -hmm. All right. You know, I mean, I've been trying to develop the show and uh, and get more. You, the shorts seem to be doing better than the actual show itself as far as views go. So uh, I'm finding that, you know, one of the shorts that I created uh, has 2,100 views. And that was as of last week. So it probably even has more. So shorts on YouTube seem to be doing quite well. Um, right. but we're nowhere near, by the way, if indeed that it does become profitable somehow, um, where YouTube starts to pay me, then of course I will share that money with everybody who's on the panel. Ah, uh, just that, just an FYI, if that does happen, but, uh, don't hold your breath. That's for sure. Don't hold your <laughs> breath. So, um, Kurt and Ken and David and, and they're all working. David's got, David picked up a cover band that is uh, an official Eagles color cover band. In other words, the Eagles have sanctioned them to be their official cover band, which seems crazy to me, but evidently that's, that's that. And Kenny's working with uh, Manilow, and I believe they're in uh, New York City right now, uh, getting ready to do uh, Radio City Music Hall. And, uh, and Fred is out working, uh, you know, look, everybody's working right now. We're getting into the heat of the summer and there's a million tours out there. And so people that we started with here that were sitting around doing, uh, nothing, hoping to find something to do have now had their hopes come true and now they're working like crazy. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and this is a time of day Wednesday at four o'clock Las Vegas time, seven o'clock, you know, Ken Porter's in, in London right now. The last I heard he was in London not because he had to be, um, because he wanted to be, you know, yeah. um, that, that kind of thing, you know, but, um, anyway, I appreciate, I would do this even if I was alone on the panel, but it just seems because we're, because it is going public, a lot of people don't want to express their opinion. They're afraid to express their opinion. So I do appreciate everybody who comes on the panel and expresses their opinion. And uh, has anybody gotten any feedback whatsoever 
uh, from anything that they've done on this? You know, has anybody said, hey, I saw you on the, the opinion show? Anybody? Uh, not yet, no. That's Once because so while, few people are watching it. it. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Once in a while, I get it from uh, some of my friends saying, uh, what was that show that you were on? You know, so, uh, uh, so yeah, a couple, a couple of my friends have mentioned it, you know, but hey, you know. Well, it's a lot of fun. I find it's a lot of fun, you know, talking about stuff because look, you could, we could always, you know, Wayne on the other hand, doesn't have a lot of people that he could talk to about sound and sound and, and lights in Australia, you know, and then he, he gets an opportunity to talk to a guy like Greg Baker, you know, who is the human mic stand, you know, official in yeah. Wikipedia, you know, I mean, he, he, that's, that's an opportunity no, of a I'm, lifetime I'm, I'm for him. Literally a rocket man. By the way, I'm I'm up for the uh, next. Uh, uh, I'm now a a secondary for SpaceX now as a, the the uh, launch audio engineer. So, uh, and they launch a lot. So, uh, hey, you know, oh, good. it's it's going to be fun. I know how to mix a rocket. Well, hey, that's that's you know that is something that when the aliens come from outer space, they might need your services. So, hey, yeah. it's good to have on your resume. I used to work with a band called The Aliens Are Coming. <laughs> that, that was very good. The, uh, so, the other question I have for you, Jan, on on a on a on a uh, a USA and thing. Um, back in the nineties, I read a documentary. Uh, about America having over 2,000 companies that could supply a production to an arena. Is that sort of correct? I would say there, you know, I would say there's more than that. Wow. I would say there are a lot more than that. This is a billion, I would say this is about a two, three billion dollar industry that we're in. Uh, if you just, if you just consider the equipment aspect of it. If you consider the artist side of it, then you're talking about, you know, a multi-billion dollar industry, uh, because basically, for example, Live Nation booked over $3 billion in the first quarter. Wow. Yeah, but for arenas, I think it's, it's it, uh, the, the organization has consolidated a lot. So speaking of Ken Porter, Oh, and I guess I was wrong. He's not in London. They let him out. So uh, Friday night, barely. How was like London? It. How was London? Did you go for the Queen? I mean, the King? The King and Queen. About, are you talking about James Gordon? The King? <laughs> I thought that was James Brown. Uh, do I have that wrong? I mean, oh, that'd be Elvis. Oh, the Elvis! Yeah, there we have it. So, no, uh, how was how was how was how was uh, Europe for you? Uh, well, whirlwind because I was at Formula One the weekend before. I flew home Monday morning and flew out Monday afternoon, and then uh, <clears throat> cat napped the whole time and did the event at the Shard on Tuesday with the premiere and the birthday party and all that stuff. Saw a lot of people I hadn't seen in a long time, and then. Uh, Went to Digico offices and saw stuff that they're doing and and all that stuff. And then I went up and visited a couple of people. I went up to saw uh, Alex at Twenty Two Live. I don't know if you've ever know him or the Alex Penn. I think yeah. I've heard the name before, but I can't guarantee it. I've heard a lot was, of names. His dad was uh, SSE. Hmm. No, I can't. I can't say that I do, but maybe Greg's shaking his head. Yes, maybe Greg knows him. You know Alex? Oh, you know. Yeah, I met him a couple. Oh gosh, must have been eight years ago. I think that was the last time I was working. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it's totally different now. Well, the SSE was bought by Solitech, mm -hmm. and then uh, uh, several of them in the management team as he. Uh, kind of retired out, kind of rolled out and, and waited their uh, um, non-compete and then started 22 Live in 22. <laughs> oh, okay. So they Hey, started... listen, Ken, do you know who did the uh, production for uh, the uh, Coronation concert last Sunday? 
I had, uh, I don't know. Was it Brit Rowe? That's what I thought, but uh, yeah, it uh, they had a Meyer system up, and and it looked like Ed Sheeran's stage, but nobody, at least I can't find out. You know, I've asked around. And, uh, Doesn't Major Tom do Ed Sheeran? Yep. And they got a lot of Meyer. Yeah, could be them. We have a Google we have a Google expert in the room. Tina will I'm sure she's already actively Googling to find out. So before the end of this show, stick around and you will hear the answer. What what's the question? <laughs> I don't remember. Who did production uh, for the uh coronation con concert at Windsor? There was some VTX um line arrays on, on some of the towers. I downloaded those pictures, hmm. and there was definitely, hmm. definitely yep. quite a lot of JBL stuff, but I couldn't see what the main system was. Well, then that's that's definitely okay. I thought they were Myers, but, but you know, oh, the main one could have been, but the, certainly yeah. the delays had. Yeah, I can't imagine that it was a Harman system um, in England. That just doesn't seem right to me. It seems a little odd, yes, I agree. It does seem a little odd. It would seem that Meyer is, it seems Meyer would be the way to go. Meyer or maybe Martin. Meyer or Martin, one of the two, you know. And DigiCare. Yeah. You know, yeah, anyway, we'll do the research. Coding. We'll find out. You know, I mean, you, we could look at PSLN, that magazine, or uh, maybe ProSound News might have it. Or, or FOH um, will probably have it. FOH, yeah. FOH, PSLN, they're the same people. Terry Lowe, okay. who used to come and join us every week. Um, I miss him, um, but he's not here now. So everybody's working. That's all I could say. Everybody's working, which is a great thing. Keep up, keep up the good work. <laughs> so right now, one of the things that's really going on and big time right now is people are getting really, really close right now to perfecting nuclear fusion. And there are seven startup companies right now making energy history, which is going to be phenomenal if it gets that way. Because right now, they just said that they're afraid right now, they're afraid that the world is heating up and this this year we might go over 1.5 centigrade. It might raise more than 1.5 centigrade. And that would not be good for the oceans, uh, or actually there would be just more water in the oceans, and that would be bad for people living in the coastal lands um, all over the world, you know. And then they've got El Nino coming up this year, which is, uh, you know, which is not the band. We're not talking about the band, El Nino. We're talking about the weather conditions of where it gets really, really hot. And uh, so. That's going to be horrible. That, that I saw in the news, Stan, that uh, the, you know, Spain is the largest producer of olives. And because it's been so hot and they had a drought last year, uh, olive production is down like 70%. So hoard your olive oil <laughs> or try to put something else other than an olive in your martini. I always thought that olives were, were product of Italy for some reason. You know, when I think about olives, I think of olive oil. I think of the olive oil business. I think of the mafia. You know, I mean, that's just how it runs. That's my mind. There you go. Right. I know there's no such thing as the mafia, but, uh, you know, if there were, that's what it would happen, you know. Just, right. uh, remember, yeah, it's an opinion. I just opinion. happened to see that on the BBC uh, last night. They're like, yeah. all, all the olive trees are, they're dying. You know, and they're hundreds and hundreds of years old. And they're just giving up saying, hey, that's it. We're done. Yeah. Well, I, I, I mean, I enjoy olives, especially in the can. The black olives that are pitted. Mm. I hate to say it, I like canned food. But here in Thailand, everything is so fresh. Every, it's refreshing every once in a while to open something canned. <laughs> makes me think of home, you know, that's it. You know, it makes me think of, you know, my, my upbringing. Get yourself a tin of sardines, you know. Yeah, there it is. That's I never could get into sardines. Uh, sardines is just one of those things. I, you know, sardines and and anchovies are just not my cup of tea or cup of fish. 
pan of baked beans, what I eat. That, oh, there you go. <laughs> more you eat, the more you toot. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, also, you have to be careful about that because, you know, it could cause uh, pancreatic cancer eating that stuff. Uh, and uh, that's just the lead into the next story, by the way. I have no idea if that's true or not. Um, <laughs> just an opinion. But anyway, could you believe it? I mean, science is really coming through right now. Pancreatic cancer vaccine shows promise in small trial. They're using the mRNA tailored to each person, each each patient's tumor and the vaccine may have staved off the return of one of the deadliest forms of cancer and half of those who've received it. So that's uh, an article that's in the New York Times right now. But that's an amazing story. I mean, so many pancreatic cancer, once you get it, it's basically a death sentence from my understanding. Um, right. And uh, so uh, this this would be a miracle. This would basically be a miracle if uh, if if this vaccine can be uh, generated in such amount that it would be good for the whole public. Uh, it would be a wonderful thing. So I thought I would share that. Hope um, it doesn't get caught up in politics like other vaccines. Well, it could be. It, you know, that 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 could happen. That that could happen. But you never know until it's done. That's that's yeah. where it's at. It, the only, you know, you don't know. I mean, hey, do you know what they did? They found They found a 3,000-year-old hair right in europe they found it and they found out that it hold the clue to um they used to do uh psychotic drugs over there in those days so they found that that three thousand years ago they were doing you know peyote or mescaline or that kind of stuff and uh so you know that probably that could have gotten caught up in the, the political aspect of the time as well but they wasn't, just found that and we have a link from cnn on that uh, crazy wasn't it eh? a south park episode where they had the uh the hair club for men yeah yeah and that, oh yeah that jesus was a rabbit <laughs> very very possible very very possible yeah his so, name was Cy, Cy sperling yeah I miss Monty Python. You know, I don't know why I said that, but I do. I miss the Monty Python. I miss, you know, did you guys ever see, um, what was it, Faulty Towers? Oh, yeah. Did you ever watch Faulty Towers? To me, that was some of the most classic slapstick comedy ever, ever, ever on television. It was with the BBC, mm -hmm. I believe, and it was hilarious. John Cleese was amazing with that, you know, with, with uh, the, his cast of characters that he put together. It's just uh, an amazing, amazing comedy. And uh, I think they only did like seven or eight of them, but you can find them on YouTube as well. So Faulty Towers. Anyway, um, the last thing I want to talk about, and then we can open it up to anybody that's got anything that they want to say, had to do with this story that I found called The po Power of Proximity. And basically what it's saying is that young workers are missing out on the ability to bond with coworkers in the office because now they're not going into the office. And because of that, they're not growing and learning as fast as they used to. I mean, I think that, you know, there's no longer a journeyman program where, where they go in and they, you know, it, the water cooler thing was a good thing where people would gather around the water cooler and talk about certain things and you would learn so much. But now everybody's isolated because they want to work out of out of the home. You know, COVID taught us a few things. One of the things that it taught us is that unless you have inventory, do you really need an office? You really need a place to congregate or can people work out of their homes Maybe they're not as productive as they could be, but they have a lot more free time and they they can control their own time. I think it needs to be a mix because it, it you know you do get a lot. You put a bunch of bunch of people in a room and they start bouncing off each other and there's there's good to come there. And that just it's hard to do on a Zoom call or a team's call or whatever. I mean, and it probably depends on the type of business or the type of work they do. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, you don't necessarily have to uh, talk to people here in the county. <laughs> well, the one good thing, that. the one there is one good thing about the Zoom meetings. 
And that is, you know, if someone in the meeting doesn't live up to personal hygiene, you can't smell them. That's the best part about this. Well, I saw. Well, in a few years from now, that will be, uh, you know, you never know. That could be the the latest thing. You know, you'll have an AI, uh, an AI controlled box, and you know, uh, it will take your smell and digitally trans transpose it, and it will come right out of your iPad. Don't didn't you, they smell a television? Yeah, smell a vision. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I saw an article somewhere uh, thing talking about that. There's a a fire sale going on on high-rise office buildings, like they were talking about one in San Francisco that's selling for like 30% of the value of what it is because nobody's in it and is just sitting there empty and they're losing money. Yeah, I mean, really, that's, and it's truly going to be a fire sale soon. If, yeah. you know, the, you know, the, uh, if they, if they don't get somebody, no, the, the marketplace, the real estate, the high, the high, value real estate market of major cities are really being um, tested. But they're saying that it might be a good place for the homeless to live, you know. And so uh, like in New York right now, they're converting a lot of the 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 skyscrapers into residential. And it could be that Manhattan could become a residential marketplace for the ultra wealthy. You know, that's also a problem because like I read an article about Los Angeles right now and Los Angeles basically is out is 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 prices are getting so high for people that they can't find people to work in the in the in the lesser jobs because this they're just not get paying they're not getting paid enough so they can't afford to pi- find the place to live that's in the vicinity to work and that's a problem. That's how it's going in Vegas and yeah, I think that's happening. That's happening here in Australia. It's ridiculous that we. Uh, the, the city council, the mayors, they, they don't get a hold of this um, quick enough. Uh, their greed kicked in before reality. And now that they have, you know, uh, people complaining, businesses um, suffering and complaining, now they're, they're in discussions to see what they could do about it when they had the opportunity. You know, when you take away and take the land away from um, from your low-income housing and think that you're going to move them out the way where, where they're um, where that's not where they want to be or can easily work, you know, uh, you, you cause a lot of this. Well, that's been the history of municipalities doing that to the poor and the, the indigenous. But you need people. them. You have to have a balance. Who's going to do, you know, Las Vegas is a service industry with these four new hotel projects and even more uh, ballparks or arenas. Who's going to work there? And then you're talking about bringing, currently they're talking about bringing two large major movie studios here. Who's going to work there and where's everybody going to live? So then you're building these apartments now. Now they're building these apartments. All the apartments are stacked on top of each other. Well, we never had apartments like that. Now we're getting apartments that are five, ten stories high, uh, just regular apartment buildings. And they're building like ten, ten buildings where 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 every then then you have traffic and then it just eventually they just become another sore eye because you know things change all the time and they want to charge all this rent but people don't make that much money here or make make that type of money to pay what they keep asking so how is society how are cities supposed to survive when you're offsetting uh, the the total natural um, ambience of how a, a service place like Las Vegas is supposed to grow. Well, to quote Julius Caesar, "Itu brute, itu." You know, that's it. Um, I mean, basically, you know, who what, who is Julius Caesar today? You know, he's just some some character in a play. Uh, but basically, you know, the Roman Empire, you know, empires change and and things things change and. You know, who's powerful today might not be powerful tomorrow. But my question to you, Tina, is where are they getting the water for all these apartment buildings? And That's my same question I ask every time I hear something is being built. I'm like, where are they going to get the water? Because they're just making all the residents suffer. They're they're telling the residents they can't do this. They can't build larger pools. They can't water on Sundays. It's against the law to water on Sundays now. You know, I, I mean, all these ridiculous rules. And then and then the kicker is, is that, you know, the taxpayers are the one who actually put the money up 
to help build these things uh, most of the time that they don't even know. <laughs> and yet, you know, the, the citizens get treated very bad. They just get treated very bad. Well, you know, one thing I did, I'll just say this, and then we got to go to the people in the people watching on YouTube and Facebook and social media. Uh, you could be in the room, you could be part of the panel, just DM me from anywhere, because we're going to have to, we're going to have to say goodbye to you guys very shortly. But the last thing that I want to say about that is I got a letter from the city of Henderson, where my house is located, saying that pool parties uh, to rent my pool for parties is illegal. I can't rent my pool out to have parties there. Is that not crazy or what? <laughs> yeah, because they have a website now where where you could rent people pool. People could rent out their pools to have parties. Yeah, <laughs> they they mentioned that, that in the email. <laughs> they mentioned that in email. You can't list your pool for for partying on this website. You know, uh, I mean, I don't know who would do that, but I guess there are plenty of people that would. You know, I mean, hey, next thing you know, they're not going to allow people to rent out their houses to do porno movies in Las Vegas. What's this world coming to? Uh, I doubt that. Which is with as with as much money as they charge just to get the filming uh, permit. I think they'll be okay. They do that with permits. I had no idea they were permitted to do that. Well, well, there you go. All right, listen, everybody. Thanks for watching on uh, Facebook, social media, wherever you are, LinkedIn. We're everywhere. I hope you're enjoying the show. Remember, give us a thumbs up. Subscribe if you like. We we're getting more subscribers. We're up to four hundred and uh, sorry, three hundred and fifty-one. My dream would be to four fifty-one, but we're at three fifty-one right now. Um, it's been a pleasure to be here today. I I want to thank you all for watching and we'll see you again next week for our 157th meeting and hope you can make it and with that we are going to go off the air just remember this you make it happen and uh that's all i could say you make it happen stay safe stay healthy uh and we'll see you again next week and we are off the air <laughs>